When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined today on this fine Thursday afternoon for me, Thursday morning, late morning for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Larsoul is is here as he is every Thursday. How you doing, buddy? I'm well, thank you. How are you, sir? Well, we were just talking for 20 minutes, and, and I right. just remembered. Oh shit, we have we a show. We should start the show. So <laughs> <laughs> on today's um, show. <laughs> yeah, on today's show, actually, it's going to be the previous 20 minutes. Um, no, we are going to talk about uh, the Chris Paul situation with Phoenix. And you'll do most of the um, talking on that one. How that, yes. Yeah, how that how that was made public and and uh, the trends that I noticed in that storytelling. If you listen to the lowdown yesterday, you will kind of know what I'm talking about there. But I'll give people a refresher. Um, we are going to also talk about uh, Live Golf. And, you know, something, again, Miriam and I talked about yesterday on the show, and uh, I'm, I'm curious of, you know, given your vantage point, uh, what you'll think about some of my talking points there. And then the finals are still going on, and Denver just won back home court advantage in uh, demonstrative fashion. Um, and, and I think there's some interesting stuff to take from there. And as per usual, other stuff is going to come up along the way. Uh, let's start though with Chris Paul and the first report should that I just, we got. Should I just give you a preemptive Hennessy is delicious. Yeah, just like a like an over an umbrella Hennessy is yeah. delicious. Yeah, well, unnamed cognac. They still aren't sponsored. Yeah, sorry, the show. sorry, unnamed cognac. Um, delicious. <clears throat> you need to make that happen. You you guys have connections that with over there with the Lakers. That's just that's true. That's have true. them kick some money over to the unofficial Lakers podcast. That's true. Um, so Chris Paul. Would, we, would you call it disappointing the season that he had last year with with Phoenix? Mm. Like in that in that no. gray area where it no, wasn't necessarily it good, but it wasn't necessarily bad. It was yeah, no, I wouldn't of, call it. I wouldn't call it disappointing. I mean, if you have a typical age thirty seven season, I think that's what I was gonna say, and probably a little better than. But if you have the yeah, outsized probably. expectations of, um, because Phoenix has says, you know, got a brand new deal recently, and then obviously. Uh, were sold and then and then Durant. So I think after the Durant trade, those expectations are somewhat warranted. And um, so yeah, I would call the I would call the end of it disappointing, but I wouldn't yeah. call Chris Paul's season disappointing specifically because if you're paying attention, this is what always happens. Um, yeah, he's still a useful player. He's still good-ish. Yeah, um, 
he's not he's not the point god anymore um and he breaks down at in the playoffs seemingly every year so every year i think it was i think it was fine um i wouldn't know i wouldn't call i would call the sun's end disappointing but i wouldn't call chris's season disappointing okay um that's fair that's also the eight and part of it that's like i think the only reason i would i would say that it borders on disappointing is you know he just signs that new deal and i don't think he quite performed up to that level of of what he was paid last year and and by the way the suns agree with you yeah (laughs) well that's the thing is like they you know it was it it played out that way and now the suns are looking towards what their future with or without him might look like um so the very first report that we get was from chris haynes of yahoo and he comes out and he says um the phoenix suns are waving chris paul done right and um i don't think that's what it said i think it said that they have told chris paul that they're going to okay well not okay. not that they've waved him okay they're, okay they've told okay. chris yeah, that's, paul that that's they are fair. going that's to wave him um so that was the first that the first bit of information that we got there then shams karania says uh the phoenix suns are weighing their options as it pertains to like waving chris paul whether that is waving him outright stretching and waving him whatever and then um, Woj comes out and says, well, let's bring trades into it too. They are exploring trades to see what they can get for Chris Paul, um, who, by the way, like like you're saying, is is he is he worth what he's going to be paid next year if you pick up the guarantee? No, no. like that no, that is that is not the case. But if you're a team that is looking to cut costs um, and like the, he's, he's valuable as a contract, and then whenever he is waived, I think he will be a valuable commodity, either at the minimum or at, at, at the exception rate. Oh, so I agree with that completely. The, the only issue, though, is I think the guarantee date is coming up kind of quickly. So mm. teams would have to, like, if you're going to do something, um, yeah. I, I think maybe that's why these reports came out, it, to let the rest of the league know if you're going to do something, then you got to do we it now, do it. right? Because you're yeah. saying as a cost-cutting measure, right? You could They mm. could send whatever it is, 30.8 million, I think is what he's scheduled to make. You can send 30.8 million and then you can waive him, waive you know, him. non-guaranteed and, and save only like pay the guarantee, save half of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's or what more this is if about. You stretch him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So a, another team that traded for him that just wants to save the money, I think could possibly stretch him. I don't mm-hmm. think that's, I don't think that's, that will happen with, with Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and there's 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 as as Lakers fans will know with Luol Deng, there's consequences to that too, right? Like, yeah. and I, I I would if 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 it, if I were just trying to save money, if I was a team that was just trying to save money, I would just eat it this year, mm-hmm. um, which is what I think Phoenix will do if they do this. I would just eat it this year because the you're not going to want to have even though that like three or five million whatever it would be on your books, you know, yeah. going forward because of the changes in the CBA and how punitive it gets if you start spending too much money. Um, so I would just eat it this year before those changes go fully into effect. Uh, the other reason I don't, well, I said he, Phoenix won't stretch him. Other teams might. Phoenix won't stretch him because if the, if you just wave him outright, he can sign with Phoenix. If he clears waivers, yeah. they can, he can just go back and sign a minimum deal or the exception, what, or the mid-level exception with Phoenix. If you stre- If Phoenix stretches him and waves him, he that cannot not- go back. You mm-hmm. can't go back to Phoenix. So 
I do not I do not anticipate Phoenix stretching him, and I wouldn't either. But I mean, yeah. I, that's my I guess the point in all of this, and it was the reporting of it is weird. But my yeah, guess I, is that I, it's Phoenix well, the, and Chris leaking it. Well, I know it's Chris leaking it to Chris because yeah. Chris Haynes talks to Chris Paul. I think the other guys, I think it was the Suns trying to drum up some interest around the NBA because his guarantee date is is getting close. The thing that I just, we didn't learn anything new is the thing. We know, like. No, we did. We did because we didn't. I, I will tell you, the league, league didn't know. The league did not know that he was going to get. That they were not waived? picking up his, his guarantee. Oh. It, it, we, the like one thing we learned is that he's not getting guaranteed. I thought, okay, so when the season ended, I was under the assumption that he was going to be, you know, his guarantee was not going to be picked up. He just, he wasn't good enough last so year. So the, the assumption around the league was that they were going to trade him. They were going to try to trade him. Yeah. Um, them and Aiden, him and Aiden. They were going to try They're trying to trade both of them. So that is what yeah. we, but not that if, if they didn't find a partner for that, we didn't know that he was not going to get guaranteed. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, we have um, suspicion there, you know, everybody has like suspicions and some I just people figured, have... like mathematically, it just didn't make any sense. He didn't live up to that contract last year and no, next year's contract no, was around it, that correct, same rate. Correct. But like they are, don't have any money, even if they don't guarantee him. So then what, right? Like yeah. their roster is paper thin as it is. They have no bench. Uh, yeah. You know, we saw it because he was hurt at the end of the playoffs. Like when he wasn't there, there's not a lot, right? Yeah. So, yeah, they were trying to trade him, but I, I didn't think they were going to not have him back because I didn't think they could risk it. I didn't think they yeah. could. If they do get him back, if they wave him and then get him back, great, good for them. Chris is an interesting dude, so it would not shock me. I don't, nobody will claim him, I don't think. No. But, no, nobody will claim him. Not that I don't think nobody will claim him. It would not shock me, though, if he said f you i'm not coming back yeah um, I, so I that there, there's so that was that's why i signed a contract that. to play with you guys for a certain amount of money i am not gonna i'm not gonna now help you guys out like why would i well i mean maybe he thinks that maybe he really likes it there maybe it's the best scenario for him maybe he thinks they have the best chance of win i, I don't know but i lakers chris, is a, petty, chris is a petty spot. dude yeah um so it would not shock me if he if they go, if they do non-guarantee him um, and waive him, it would not shock me um, if he did not go back. And so that's part of the reason why a lot of the league has thought they were going to just, they were going to try to trade him and then yeah. have to guarantee him, right? Because mm -hmm. if they lose him for nothing, it's not like they have a, they're getting a bunch of cap space to replace him. No, no. Yeah. I, I, it, if they can do something with him and Aiton and not take back a bunch, of, if they if they not if they non guarantee him and can get off of Aiton, then they have cap space. But yeah, with those with Aiton and KD and but then you're and, making your roster even thinner. <laughs> this is their problem. Yeah, this is what happens um, when you trade everything for KD. So the the so I always thought, and I I guess the league agreed that the likeliest scenario was that Chris Paul gets traded to some team that has like a contract that extends for like a year too long. That player is still like a useful player, maybe more useful than even than than Chris Paul. That 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 combination of players would Especially be more because, useful because like 
essentially between Booker and KD, they have enough initiation. They like they yeah. don't need what Chris Paul does. Right. And even like campaign is fine. Like he like for, for on, on a team with those guys, like he's fine. Um but anyway, so um I hate watching him. Like I cannot stand campaign. watching him. I, I, he I, he's has, such he a has grifter. like the least like just, aesthetically always, pleasing jumper. It is the ugliest jumper in NBA history that actually I don't know about NBA history, but Kurt. that occasionally goes in, like from deep. No, like that like, is Bill Cartwright was occasionally well, went in. from deep. Like he didn't he didn't make threes. No, Bill Cartwright was not shooting any threes. Yeah, the Yokim Noah like, like rotation I don't think of he the could earth physically get the ball that far. Where like he because he, he used to like you know he would shoot he would he would have his hands way extended above his head, and then he would just kind of flick it. It with would like his wrap wrist. around his head. Yeah, but he would like like kind of flick it with it. Like, but the release was there was like no forward momentum on the way on the on the ball's path. Like, I mean, up, to be fair right? to Bill Cartwright, I'm not even sure they had a three point line for much of it. No, That's when fine. did his three point line come in? Seventy six, maybe. Mm. Yeah, so they had it for most of it. Yeah, I don't remember when he was drafted. He was he was uh, quite good at USF, University of San Francisco. Yeah, um, he had like a fine NBA career. Like Bill Cartwright. Played. Yeah, he didn't live yeah. up to like who they thought he was going to be coming in, but he was like fine. He won a championship in Chicago, right? Yeah, uh, multiple, I believe. Yeah, shouts to Michael. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, <laughs> it wasn't like he won. It was, it was. <laughs> hey man, I would tell you the same. I, I would tell him he should tell you the same thing. I mean, he has more right to have one than I do. Yeah. I got a championship ring. I didn't dribble a basketball one time, man. <laughs> I was, oh, what? I didn't win it. Okay, so LeBron and AD won it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I still yeah. have a ring. <laughs> yeah. I'm I didn't them stop him from winning it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm riding them coattails, <laughs> and apparently, I'm light enough that they can carry me. Um. <laughs> so. So anyway. Um. Yeah. The 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 I found it all interesting because I didn't think that I learned anything necessarily. Right. That. Phoenix was essentially looking at the situation. And they're like, so we can either trade him, we can wave him this way, or we can wave him that way. And if that was like the, if that's what we knew going in, which is what I thought we all knew going in, then by the end of that news cycle, we didn't learn anything. And it was like, why? No, if you thought that going in, was... we did not learn anything. Yeah. And other, and than, so... other than Phoenix made it official. Yeah. Um, um, I, was I, not, I, I, I was not, and frankly, I'm still not entirely convinced they're going to non-guarantee him yeah they're they're risking a lot i mean if they don't and he walks i mean okay well and also like him leaking that before the decision is made i think would imply that the terms aren't so great that he's just like yeah sure yeah i'll play for you guys for less money than I was supposed to make next year. Totally. That's no, and, and we always, we used to talk about this on the show, on the hook, you know, whatever, a year ago, two years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, that like the way to, you know, what, what do they say? Like in all crime or whatever it is, you know, follow the money, right. Find the yeah. motivation, follow the money. Um, you can figure out what things, who, but based on who is reporting it and who can benefit you, all the first thing you look at is who benefits from this beat coming out. Mm-hmm. And then you can trace back. And then you go, all right, who has relationships with whom? And you can trace back all of these things and to figure out what is happening and why. It's 
Chris does not like something that's happening, which is yeah. CP3, Chris, which is why he told Chris that. And Shams and Woj have different sources around the league and in that yep. organization and possibly with agents and such. So ownership. That's what absolutely. So that's why you're getting pieces of, you know, because once the first thing comes out, then now other entities have to use their contacts to get out a slightly different piece of the story that benefits them more than yeah the first one does or or maybe not doesn't even benefit them just makes them look better yeah try to get control of the story um so it's funny to watch so under normal circumstances like if the lakers for whatever reason traded for chris paul i would be pretty pissed i would say that would be a bad allocation of resources um if he is available on the minimum or even exception, like I think he's, I think he's still a good enough player to warrant exception money, um, taxpayer mid-level exception money. Like I would rather give him the uh, down by the way, which has gone down for this year. Yeah, I, I would. I think I would rather give Chris Paul that taxpayer mid-level than Schroeder. Um, I, I think Schroeder is the better player right now. I think he he like objectively is the better player right now. Um, but it always worries me when Schroeder is on the court late in games that teams can just like ignore him when he doesn't have the ball and therefore he has to have the ball and therefore the ball isn't in LeBron or Austin Rivers' hands. Uh, Reeves' hands. I was going to say, you, you didn't already made a signing, huh? Big, big, big fan of Austin Rivers. Uh, in his, I mean, Austin Rivers can hoop. Like, I don't... He always seemed... Austin like, Rivers is... Like, Austin Rivers is a great like fourth or fifth like guard, you know, guard just yeah. like 11th or 12th guy. Like... Mm -hmm. He should I, be he should be more consistently in the NBA. I have always watched him play and thought like he's one of those rare like those those kinds of weird kinds of players where like they're pretty good as an NBA player, but they look impossible to guard. Like he's so shifty. I used to hate guarding guys. It's one thing when somebody's handle is just so good that they can kind of move you, but when a player is so good or not so good, but like laterally quick that he winds up doing all of the effort stuff um, and can shoot decently. That to me was always my least kind of favorite player to guard. I didn't, I didn't like that. I, so um, the thing about it is because he was the guy, like mm -hmm. I think he was the number one player in his class in high school or certainly mm -hmm. up there. And he had the, the whole, the mixtape, he was the mixtape King. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, not, I do not say this lightly. Like statistically, he had the single worst season in NBA history as a rookie. He was yeah, he quite was literally the worst player in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some guys never play. But I think that humbling has, and now he's bounced around the league a bunch. <clears throat> and by the way, was on Denver last year. Yeah. And is now watching them uh, probably win a title. Tough life. So I think like the humbling that has happened, I think he's, I think he's like a fine he, he part of be, being successful in that role is understanding like your position in the league. And I think he yeah. does now. And he's like, fine. You could do a lot worse as a, with a fourth or fifth guard. Yeah. Um, I, I expect him to be back in the league next year. Um, so yeah, but you already I, have him on the Lakers. Apparently. I mean, I, I, I messed that up so much. Austin Reeves and Austin rivers. I just, I, it's, it's just so like, I even type it out sometimes. It's the most annoying thing. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if, if Paul and I'm not it, people who listen to the show know this, I am not the biggest Chris Paul fan. If he is available on 
as just a minimum signing or even as an exception signing, that to me is a fine outcome. Like, and, and I, and the question I have for you, cause I know you can't talk about that specifically, yep. but the thing that you and I, um, do talk about pretty often as it pertains to this Lakers team and LeBron specifically, he wants a third star. Like it's pretty clear at this stage that like what he wants is a, you know, his, his, the clearest path he sees to getting the Lakers to the kind of competitive he wants them to be is through a third star, probably specifically Kyrie. I'm curious if because of the cliche and the cachet that, um, that Chris Paul has and with him being what he just did Austin Reeves and Austin Rivers again with the cliche of in the cache. What cliche does CP three? I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, to be fair, those are very close also. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, but with the, with the cache, yeah. 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 With the cache that, that, that Chris Paul has in the league and being such close friends with LeBron, um, although not so close that, Le, uh, that Chris Paul didn't, or, you know, went, went so far as to try to yank LeBron's arm out of his shoulder. Um, but, but yeah, I, I'm curious if that would in a weird way qualify for like a quote unquote star. So you have to ask LeBron that. Yeah. But you don't have him there. Uh, no. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mm-hmm. No, I did not watch the game with him. I do have to clean up after last night. Last night, it, it's, it, my place is an absolute disaster. Yeah. Because I decided I was going to go to sleep instead of <laughs> cleaning up. Clean up. Sleep does not come easily for me. So when I when it when it starts when it starts nipping at my heels, I I pay I pay heed to it. Um. So you'd have to ask LeBron, and no, he was not here, and no, I do not have him still here. Um. But I do think that. Chris Paul does, CB3 does have cachet around the league. Um, I think we do have to differentiate, though, between someone that had, uh, kind, of, kind of in the same way with, with Russ, right? Like, there's there's three there's three different parts of this. This is like a three-pronged thing. And we have to figure out which of those three prongs each player checks and and, and how we talk about this, right? Because there is the name, mm-hmm. like a star. Chris Paul, in, by name, is still a star. Russ is a star. Like, the, there's the name, right? The cachet you were kind of talking about. Or the cliche. Or the cliche. So the name, the game, I'm trying to make something. I'm trying to do something here. Look at this. The name, like, you can have the game of a star, right? Russ didn't anymore, and Chris Paul certainly doesn't. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the contract. I, I would like to, if I could find a word for contract that mm. rhymes with name and game, but I, yeah. I could not. So those are like the three different things. And the, the contract, right? The stars get paid the most money, right? So a lot of these guys, Russ did have a star contract. CP3, I'm not going to talk about. But that matters probably most because that impacts your team building in all of the yeah. other ways that we, we saw, right? Um, with, with Russ. So I think like the question about like, so like obviously what you want is a star game. Oh, yeah, is that why you pissed. named your son Miles? I for, don't know. Our I, previous I, conversation. Avery, Avery you... heard me like making the case for Chris Paul, and she was just oh. like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> <laughs> what is the, what's the donut shop called with the pink box and not, not <laughs> Grand Donuts, Grand Bob's yeah. Donuts, or something? Randy's yeah. or Bob's mm-hmm. or Frank's Donuts or something? Um, so, like, just does does uh, i'm not going to speak for lebron but everybody wants a star like star game the question about it is okay do any of these guys have star game anymore and or how much of it is about the name and how much of it is about like the contract right because the contract is what ultimately affects your ability to team build going forward so theoretically in this case i'm not mentioning any names but theoretically in this case or a case like this, it would not seem like the the contract would be. Uh, how about this? If somebody gets waived, if a player gets waived, assuming no, I don't think assuming they don't get claimed, right? It would seem likely. This is what happens with buyouts all the time. Um, you know, usually later in the year, it would seem likely that they would they would come at a much smaller dollar figure. Yeah. Um, in their next contract. Um, so in that case, then I think it's com- completely worthwhile to if if you're correct about if you're if your assumption about LeBron wanting a third star is correct, if a person is viewed as a star in LeBron's eyes but comes at a significant discount and still has some game left, not star game, but still has some game left, I, it seems worthwhile to me. Yeah, that. So like you know, I talked about it with Sabrina yesterday on the show and how like. The two main questions I have facing the the Lakers this offseason are, um, one, what position do they see Reeves at, right? If they see him as a point guard or a shooting guard and how that kind of lays the foundation for like roster building from that point forward. But maybe even more importantly, is LeBron going to buy into him, AD, and a bunch of good role players, right? And um, I kind of wonder if this kind of splits that difference where... Chris Paul obviously isn't a superstar anymore. He's not even a star anymore, right? He's no. That's the thing, though. He is a star. Well, his like game isn't player. Yeah, right. like game yeah. game wise, game wise. Yeah. That's and, why and, I separated but, like, that's, those three things. That's the that's the thing, though. With with this kind of move, is is would Chris Paul help LeBron buy into this path a little bit more if he needs persuading to buy into this path? Which, by the way, like actions and and things that you kind of hear yeah it, it sounds like he kind of needs to be persuaded a little bit so yeah that again i'm not the biggest fan of chris paul's game i'm always like so if he is on the lakers i'm always going to be very nervous about his ability to stay healthy as you go later into the season 
um, I would have to delete a whole bunch of tweets. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm rooting for it just for that. I'm not rooting for anything specific NBA. I'm not rooting for anything specific. Yeah. But any action that causes the, Anthony to have to scrub his Twitter, I'm yeah. in for. <laughs> so, so, NBA did not mention uh, anybody are... specifically. I just My rooting interest here is Anthony having to scrub his Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, but still... Like in terms of what he brings to the basketball court, I think there's a lot of fit there that makes some sense with the Lakers. And in in this specific case, if he gets LeBron to buy into this roster construction a little bit more, that's even potentially more valuable than what he brings as a basketball player. Because I I really do think the, the, the most logical path forward, not just for the Lakers, but probably for everybody with the way the new CBA is put together um, is two superstars and a bunch of really good role players. Either that, or you have three superstars, and you better have like whatever voodoo magic the the Miami Heat have when it comes to their undrafted players. Um, and you got to be able to do that year in year out because the, as soon as one of those guys need to get paid, they are not going to fit under that second apron. So, yes. um, yeah. Well, but, they're not going to fit. They're not going to fit at all because they're they're on no money. So when it's time to get them paid, you don't have a mechanism to. To right. pay them, right? Um, so I think you were you were talking what about. What do you think like, of the premise? What do you think of the yeah. premise of LeBron buying into two stars and role players? So I think LeBron saw in this past run, right, making beating the Warriors, beating Memphis. Um, I don't. I don't think the the Denver problem was. I think it was like partially. I think it was not partially. I think it was a lot of it was matchup, um, mm-hmm. and. I think LeBron, again, I shouldn't, I don't want to speak for him, but from my my view of it is that, I mean, he was very bought in to it, um, and that's why he came back from injury earlier because he yeah, saw what he he saw that there was something to there was a reason to come back, right? Mm-hmm. And he saw that it could work, um, and then it did work, right? Like the Lakers were the 11 seed, 12 seed for most of the year, so making yeah. the Western Conference Finals, uh, and and beating. Uh, Memphis, who was what the two seed, and then the Warriors, who yes, they were the six seed, but the Warriors are the boogeyman, right? They're, the Warriors and are, champ. Yes, exactly. So, and the rivalry that LeBron has with and speci- and, and yeah, with I was going to say specifically for LeBron, yeah, yeah. So I do think that this stretch showed LeBron that this like this little amalgamation, this 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 witch's brew, whatever this group was, like it was worth fighting for and, and has a chance. You were talking about the other question is where Austin is seen. What like what position Austin is seen at? Assuming Austin is back, Austin will be back. Um, I also expect, I also expect um, Rui back. Mm-hmm. So then the question, and this is how you know it relates to people who shall not be named that you just talked about, is I think that Lord Voldemort. Yes, mm. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Ah, is that why people stuff? just landed in my living room. I shouldn't have said that. Fuck. What? What landed in your living room? Harry Potter is why people stuff. Oh, yeah, that's why people stuff. I should stuff. probably start with if that. You, if you have to li- listen to the end of the show for that reference. But <laughs> we need to get Anthony's analytics up. So listen to uh, the end of the show and you'll, yeah. you'll under the, the reference will make sense. But okay. Yeah, so like yeah, basically like there's, there's a character in Harry Potter, like the big bad guy, the evil, evil bad guy. Okay. He's Lord Voldemort. And if okay. you say his name, 
uh, you know, further into the series, there yeah. are, were actually like wizards who, if somebody said his name, would actually oh, yeah. show up and arrest that person for saying his name. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's the whole thing. That sounds like our previous president. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, and some other yeah. countries around the world that are for well, whatever. Um, all right, I don't, I, I don't. Yes, that was not Lord Voldemort. Is that what you, who you said? Okay, mm -hmm. that's a Harry Potter thing. All right, um, no, that was not who I was speaking about. But you mentioned a different name and uh, that has two initials and a number. <laughs> yeah. It. And so, uh, and you know, like as it relates to. Dennis, as it relates to D'Lo. So I, at this point for me, I mean, obviously things can change and deals can happen and people can choose other things, but I think this team is, I think we're pretty sure that Austin, LeBron, AD will be here. And I think those are your first three decisions. I think Rui is probably back and I think he probably a starter and should be. Yeah. So but the the good thing about it is that gives you flexibility, like positional yeah. flexibility. You said do the, do the Lakers see Austin as a point guard, a shooting guard? I mean, uh, he's just kind of a hooper, right? <laughs> That's what D'Lo say too. I'm not a point guard. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell's so angry that he yeah. actually um, Austin is actually that. But and then you have the, the <laughs> and then there's the AD question, right? Like I think AD's pretty much a center now, but I think if you have those four guys, there's a lot of positional versatility, right? Because LeBron yeah. can. LeBron certainly is capable of playing offensive point guard. He's not a defensive point guard, but offensively he can play point guard. Yep. Especially if you have Austin supplementing that. So yep. um, I think the question becomes... Or Lord Voldemort. Or whoever that is also. Mm -hmm. People are going to show up and arrest me. Um, I think the question becomes, now you go and find the best fifth starter you can. And you don't have to be locked into any position, right? You just find the best fifth starter you can. Is that going to be D'Lo? Quite possibly. Um, is it going to be you, <laughs> the person you mentioned yeah. earlier? Is yeah. it going to be you? It might be you. It might be the actor from you. What's that dude's name? Whoever the main character on you is. Goes around chopping up people. Mm. Um, maybe it's him. Um, so I think you, but you have, you have, op you have options, right? Because you can, you're, you're plenty big enough. If, if your starting front court is AD, LeBron and Rui, that's plenty big enough. Yeah. Or if you find a center that is like the best fist starter on the market, it's the best you can do with the money you have and all of that. And you want to just mash teams to death, then you can do that. Now, then like LeBron and, and Rui, like, I don't know who's going to guard a little guy, right? Cause between LeBron, Rui and Austin, that's, that's tough, right? That's going to be, that's going to be difficult to guard point guards. Yeah. So but I think I think having those guys gives you a lot of flexibility, and you can build out the rest of your roster with like just who is the best dude that we can find with whatever money we have available. And it doesn't you don't have to be locked into um, any like positional decisions. Yeah, it's all it's all really interesting. Um, I do agree that that group needs somebody to guard point guards, though. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And that's why, like, I know some, and I, I would imagine. A lot of people listening would probably say Schroeder makes some sense there. Just make him the Lakers' best lineups last year in the playoffs were with you with those five guys: Schroeder, Austin, Rui, actually, LeBron, and AD. They were they were actually with three guards, three little guys. But 
I'm not, I'm not, I am not, I am not statistically, gonna, nope, statistically the best nope, one of the three little guys, but nope, go nope, ahead, go nope, on. Nope, nope, oh, I'm gonna let you cook, but statistically no. they did. Yeah. Well, that's where stats are lying. We, yeah, the we eye test, the eye test would disagree with you, but statistically the, the three guard lineups were really good. Yeah. Like Den- Dennis Austin and D'Lo was really good. If you substitute, uh, either D'Lo or Dennis for Lonnie, they were really mm-hmm. good. It is what it is, but. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> I am, I am, I am good on being. Wait, look, we're watching, we're watching these finals right now, man. And like Miami, when 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 Denver is like playing okay basketball, the Miami just looks so small out there. Yeah, because Miami and is small. Size like really matters in in the sport. It really, really does. And yeah. and like the Lakers, yeah, the, the Lakers rim stays at so ten feet. Small. So the closer you get to it, the easier it is. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. Anyway. But yeah, I think uh, it, some would make the case for Schroeder to get that that spot. Some I would probably be among them if I have to have a point guard. I think Chris Paul makes more sense than Dennis Schroeder in that spot. Um, I know they're probably going to say like there are people who would probably say D'Lo should get a shot at it, um, given what we saw from him uh, at, at stretches of the season. Um, and 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 yeah, like it's nice to have that versatility. And by the way, like because the Lakers might retain D'Lo, maybe it makes sense to pass on Chris Paul and Schroeder and, and use that exception money on, you know, a bigger player too, and uh, you know, see what you see what you have there. So, because um, you, you, you're, you're also going to have D'Lo is uh, back, you're D'Lo. still going to need somebody to guard point guards. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and that's like that's that's the one downside to seeing Austin as a point guard. If he can't really guard point guards, I mean, um, he does it better than Russell, sure, but like he's okay. I mean, look, yeah. the the first adjustment in the in the the conference semifinals was putting Austin on Steph. That was the Lakers' yeah. like first adjustment. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say he can't. Yeah, I I I would I would like to have a better option, but I wouldn't say that he can't. Yeah, I mean. It, it's not so it's it it doesn't make me so uncomfortable that I don't want him to be seen as the point guard. I want him to be seen as the point guard going into next season. Um with with LeBron as your primary initiator and Reeves being your secondary initiator and then you give those guys space. So you don't want you work. your preference is a bigger player and not a smaller player. Yeah. You want Austin to be the smallest guy in the Lakers starting lineup is what yep. you're essentially saying. Yeah. That's how that's how I would yeah, go. That's, that's a big that's a big group. I look, I, I'm I'm a very simple person. You know, I like my steaks big. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and All like right. it, it this is a I just think you, you it kind of it kind of is a version of the conversation that the league was having when the Lakers had Shaq and Kobe, where it was like we have to figure out a way to compete with the team that's gonna win the championship. And like Denver Denver next year isn't going anywhere. So trying to counter with being small, we saw how that worked in the conference finals and we see how it looks at times, even in these NBA finals. So like for the Lakers, I, I, I would like to be big. I would like to be so big that like you, you can actually match up with Denver size. I mean, they're it also huge. won. That's how the Lakers won the title in yeah. 20. But I mean, yeah. to be fair, the current Denver is huge. Yeah. But to be fair, the current NBA champions don't have a guy over six, eight on their roster. I mean, there yeah, are the multiple, there are the multiple ways to win. 
there are multiple ways to win. My, yes, you're absolutely. That's 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 true. That's that's fair. But the Lakers beat the crap out of the Warriors. They were they yeah. Were no matchups matter. And I think the, I think the Warriors would have beaten Denver, right? Because the matchups yeah. the matchups matter. And the Lakers yeah. had no chance against Denver. And yeah. I don't. Miami doesn't really either. Yeah. Uh. So. So yeah. I. I but Miami I beat, at, beat Boston, and Miami beat the Knicks, <laughs> and Miami beat like, I and think, Miami beat Milwaukee. Some. I mean, Giannis was hurt a little bit, but Miami kicked the shit out of me when Giannis was there. So. I, I think, think the we're match, heading, the matchups really matter. I think we're heading towards a a more mediocre league where matchups are going to matter more and you aren't going to have like overwhelming champions anymore. Like the days of you know, in the NBA for most of my lifetime, typically the best team in the league was represented by whoever was holding that NBA championship trophy, typically. Sometimes you had like a really random year where the Detroit Pistons beat the Lakers or um the Cavs beat the Warriors, you know, in that one year or whatever. But the Cavs were also really effing good that year, too. And, and uh, you know, they had LeBron, for my money, the best basketball player of, uh, of all time at his, like, absolute peak. And that usually is also a good thing it's to work helpful. with. If you're... <laughs> it's usually helpful. Um, Kyrie so was I, I just, too. But I think that the the with the way that the CBA is put together and with how hard they like they essentially slipped in a hard cap. I don't know what the players' union was doing, but they essentially the owners were able to slip in a hard cap with the second uh, apron. And yeah, I think initially there are going to be some teams that are above that apron because they will not be able to have a decent off season without getting under it. Um, but they're going to find that everything is so hard to it's it's really hard to operate up there. So eventually, even those teams will probably slip under that apron so that they can maintain the flexibility that comes with being under it, which essentially means that there will be a hard cap that like maybe once every so often a team will just go for it and for one year dip above that that apron. But for the most part, I think everybody looks at that thing as as and and for most of the people that I've spoken to around the league, they have also said, yeah, this is this is mostly seen as a hard cap for people. And um, it's wild that the union allowed for that uh, in, in, in negotiations. But, but anyway, um, the reason I say all of that is because like how wide open this year was is probably what it's going to be moving forward, where matchups are going but to like, matter a lot more. Mediocrity and parity and all that stuff, like that's, that's going to be what the NBA is. It's going to be more I mean, we called, NFL-ish. like we called, You know what was funny is we thought the East was pretty, like we knew what was going to happen. And the West was open, right? Because here come the scary Lakers and here come the scary Warriors that have been hanging back all the time. And Mm -hmm. we don't buy Memphis two and we don't buy Sacramento three. Mm -hmm. Oh, and here's, you know, it's the Clippers and the Clippers are the sleeping giants and Phoenix is now very scary. So the West is wide open. The East we've got figured out. And it's the exact opposite. Denver kicked everybody's ass all year. And then it's kicked everybody's ass since then. Like, like, I don't know how open it's going to be. Maybe it is again. Like I think, I I think if the I Lakers pick, have a I good off season, the, they're up there with Denver. I think if they say that like, again, I think if the Lakers have like a a good to pretty good off season, they can be right there with Denver. Um, I don't think that I don't. I, so I disagree. I think the Lakers can be okay. there in a series against Denver with a good off season. I'd mm-hmm. like over the eighty two games. No, I don't think the Lakers even with a good off season can be there with Denver. But well, that's again, like different. the matchups matter a ton. Well, because like like LeBron is going to play sixty games, AD is going to play sixty games. So no, like you aren't going to play sixty five. 
What's that? They both have to play 65. They won't. They won't play 65. They both I don't have to play 65. AD is is like Lakers just don't win awards. Like the voters just do not like let Lakers win awards. Like it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't matter what season. AD can be on his actual forehead doing crazy octopus stuff to stop anybody from scoring, and he will never. He got eleventh place in Defensive Player of the Year voting. I honestly want him to play 60 games next year and, and, and have the opportunity to play in that 64th or 65th game um, and sit at 64 with his middle fingers raised high because those idiot voters just can't get that right. <laughs> um, I think that AD is probably the best defensive player in the world right now. But as far as impact and as far as value, that there is a component of, of – minutes played i don't i don't the games don't matter to me the, mm -hmm. the minutes played matters um i think the, the game number is very arbitrary and weird but so i think they should have done it on a minute thing yeah i think they should have used minutes he played more instead. minutes than jaron jackson jr so here's the other thing though here's the other reason why it's weird what if like somebody is like you know whatever the, their their 82nd game of a season somebody's played 64 games they kind of have like a little bum ankle or something nagging at them where they can play but they mm -hmm. want to sit it out. Now they have to play to get to the 65th game. Well, and, you start, and then you they start really that hurt game them. and then walk off the court. I guess. I mean, okay, that's that's that makes this better. That's not a mockery. That makes this better. Like, what do they do? You have to play. So what happens if that person plays and then gets hurt, right? And then they're out for the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, so then the answer is they they check in and play seven seconds and then go sit, like, immediately. Well, like, LeBron scores out. 10 points and then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That streak is still going, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, um, I think I think I think the I think the minutes is is better than I don't know how we got here, but I think the minutes is better. Oh, I so I do think I think that the Lakers can um, not during the regular season, but um, I do think in a series with a good off season in a series that uh, the other thing is Denver is likely going to lose Bruce Brown, um, and they're pretty thin as it is, so. I do think the Lakers can compete with a good offseason. I do think the Lakers can compete with Denver in the playoffs. I, I would not say that the Lakers are going to be up there in the regular season just because, you know, to your point, I mean, Denver may take a step back too if they win the title, right? Because then it becomes less meaningful. And you know you can beat anybody whenever, so you you don't push as hard. But the Lakers, due to AD's history and LeBron's age, right? I think the Lakers are just inherently going to have to manage next regular yeah. season. So, mm -hmm. but I do think with a good off season, the Lakers can be there. Um, the Warriors are going to be fascinating. Phoenix is going to be fascinating. The Clippers, both of their guys are eligible for an extension, but they never play either. So mm -hmm. I don't know the West. I don't know if open, I think there's going to be a lot of good teams in the West next year. I, I expect Sacramento to fall back a little bit. Memphis, who knows with Ja, how much he's going to play. But Memphis was the team yeah. that was seen as ascending. So I think it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't know how open. I don't know. If, is that open? I guess. You just named like nine teams. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are the only ones with a chance. <laughs> the other six have no chance. <laughs> Although actually OKC should be right. Like OKC is going to be. Yeah. Should I mean, shit, maybe Wemby's just so good that the Spurs will be right there too. No, <laughs> but, um, Blazers might get better. I've seen, seen draft people say that 
I, I expect, I think Webby is like an all-star level guy next year already. It's possible. He's insane. Does that, Every clip I, I see have heard him, that like, and then, and playoffs, but that was before it was determined where he was going. Yeah. But I've heard that in playoffs and, uh, you know, he'll be an all-star and playoffs. I think he may be all-star level. I don't know about an actual all-star. I do not think Sac- or Sacramento. I do not think San Antonio, San Antonio is going to the playoffs next year. Had he been like, had somehow Portland won the lottery, I think he'd have been, in, he, he yeah. would have been in, in the playoffs. You know? Yeah. So, or Dallas. Yeah. Um, all right. So the, we have, uh, we've alluded to the finals. That's enough finals talk. Let's, I, okay. I really do want to get your thoughts on the, uh, on the live tour thing. So just for quick background. Is it live um, or is it LIV? Live. I okay. Live. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually, asking. um, I've, I've only seen it pronounced live. Uh, okay. So, so the live the live tour right is this uh, Saudi Arabian funded golf league that essentially um, poached some of the PGA tours like best players, gave them all kinds of money uh, to start their own tour. Uh, never really got broadcast rights. Like I think wound up having to pay the CW to get their stuff on there. Um, and and. You know, that it was the source of conversation over the course of the, the golf season this last year. You had, you know, tribalism going on with the you know, the live guys looking at the, the, the sport a certain way and PGA guys looking at the sport a certain way. The PGA Tour basically approached Tiger and Rory and asked them like, hey, like Tiger turned down almost a billion dollars, depending on which report you believe to go play in, you know, on this live tour. Um, and remain loyal to the PGA Tour. Rory probably turned down 500 million bucks or so to to um, to play in that tour. And all that happened uh, was that the PGA Tour would eventually sell them out. And those guys, um, that loyalty was worth nothing, right? They it is I until until we see what Saudi money getting involved with the PGA Tour means. Um, it is fair, I think, to say that uh, Tiger and Rory and all of the PGA loyal players were duped and taken advantage of, and were and are are now pissed. I think there's even some talk that like Tiger is backing a golf league on his own, which is super weird. But the reason the reason um, I I bring all this up and the reason I talked about it briefly with Miriam uh, yesterday in the lounge was this is just how it works, right? Like the money is eventually going to win. Like the greed is going to win. And and um, that's how it played out in the PGA Tour. And I know that the NBA sees itself as this like politically progressive and, 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 and proactive league. But eventually they're thinking about expanding. And if some, if the Saudi government or the trust comes over and says, hey, what's your expansion fee? We could pay that in droves. Hey Jeannie, you 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 know not I I only mention this because it's a Lakers show, but the Lakers the 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 Saudi trust could offer sixteen billion or some stupid number. The the money is just like a a, a concept to them, um, and and you know that'd be really difficult for for the the entire bus fund and trust fund to 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 turn down. And the league would find it really difficult to turn down Saudi money if they could pay that expansion fee just like by waving a hand, you know. And, you know, there might be initially some kind of, uh, you know, well, we can't do this. It's sports washing. They're they're trying to normalize their 
their approach and their and their um, you know bad uh, problematic histories, w- w- especially like with this country, um, by immersing themselves in sports and, and giving themselves a good name in sports. Uh, so we can't take part in that. But eventually, my guess is that those those talking points will subside and the money will win out as it did in the PGA Tour. And it will win out in the NFL. And eventually it'll win out in, in Major League Baseball. And all the commissioners from all those leagues yesterday were sitting there watching this take place and play out with the PGA Tour and are like thanking, I think his name is Monahan, the, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, thanking him. Shouts to that guy. He made it okay for us to accept that money. It is, we are open for business. That's that's how I'm looking at this thing. I am hugely cynical and I'll, and I'll, and I'll cop to that um, right off the bat. But generally speaking, when it comes to business at this level, money wins out. And I think that eventually it's going to win out. And I, my question to you, Aaron, from your different experiences here and, and you having a very different vantage point, um, do you think the NBA would allow the money to win out? Yes. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked for like six minutes there and I'm like, yes. I know. I um, know. I don't know about this round though, because there are quite a few, um, and, and Adam Silver did say this, I think in his, you know, he kind of does the state of the union um, before the finals and, and all-star mm-hmm. game, <clears throat> excuse me. And where he said that jaw isn't going to be punished and we don't want to be a uh, distraction from the finals. And now on three different occasions, he's had to answer questions about jaw and present a distraction for the finals. Good work. Yeah. And, and then we well had done. the, and then we had the, the Kyrie thing two days ago and oh, the, the, the CP three thing yesterday. Um, so yeah, I do think that, but I don't, I don't know about this round um, of. It took uh, a little while with the PJ Tour. Like it took like a year or two. No, I mean I don't, I don't know about this round of expansion because. Uh, oh. Silver said that it was. Or no, he didn't say it was coming, but he was much. He painted it in a much rosier light than he normally does mm-hmm. um, when talking about expansion. The the obvious answers are uh, Seattle and Vegas. Are the obvious answers and there has been some question about ownership groups in those two places um i do think though and and the expansion fees are going to be you know whatever they are i think three billion probably mm-hmm. um and in large ways that that will make up for some of the or not some of or most of or all of or some of but uh, the money lost by the league and by teams during COVID. yeah um, so I think that is some of, and, you know, that's our cynical financial incentive, but I do think that that is some of the incentive for it happening now. But I think there's enough interest that the NBA is not going to have to face that this round um, of, you know, this this money coming in that that some people might say is dubious <laughs> from a dubious uh, place. So I think the real question is going to be, and, and so, and that's also like, you said they already oh, have dubious ties as is, right? Like every the relationship with China is like it, it like course, it's not, it, you know, without turning this into like that kind of talking point show, like the, <laughs> this is yeah, this, sure, like, but high yeah, ground yeah, sure, morality but just doesn't everybody actually has exist right now. Every yeah, but everybody has like standards and a line. Um, I do, th- I but do everybody think also has a price. <laughs> that's was going to be the next. Uh, <laughs> I do think that this time. I, so I think because the, the 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 fee is what it is, right? The expansion fee is what it is. 
so I don't think it's necessarily some place that or some entity that would like hugely overpay that. And then, you know, how does everybody say no? I don't think that's what it is. I think the question becomes uh, the next team that is up for sale and they're just willing to double anybody else's bid. Yeah. Um, and then everybody has to be faced with, well, wait a second now, right? Because then, then Team X, their current owner goes like, I'm taking this offer, shit. And then the league has to individually vet it because the league has to approve, right? The the new, the, the bid and the owner. And then everybody has to have real, they, then it's each individual person or each individual governor having to have a real conversation with themselves. Like, are, are we doing this? And then you kind of say, well, like if it's double, like it's kind of difficult yeah. to say, right? You know, like if it's eight billion instead of four billion or whatever, depending on 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 the team, like it's kind of, yeah. I mean, at some point, you everybody does have a price. So yeah, I think I don't think it's this expansion. I do. I think it's the next uh, team that comes up for sale that they just make an enormous bit because the the expansion fee is, is what it is. So that would not be the place where. I don't know much about these, this Saudi money and all of that, but whoever it is, Sultan, whoever, Prince, whoever. He's a prince. Yeah. So I think that is where you can throw your, like, use your money to push um, is when yeah. a team comes for sale and you can just double the offer because the, the expansion fee is what it is. Yeah. I mean, with, with, I know look, it's, a, it's, I, it's in the English Premier League already. It's, it's yeah. a big deal. Um, I, you know, I know that, you know, this is, this is probably not the best way to frame it, but like there, the live accomplished its goals. Like live, the live tour was a roaring success in that. Did they actually have events? Huh? Did they actually have events? I know they got guys commitments, Mm -hmm. but okay. Yeah. Yeah. They had a Um, tour. Like I said, like it was, the ratings were just in the toilet. They were not doing very well, but like pj tour like there's some there's some litigation that the that that the pga tour finds itself in right now that they're kind of leaking money from and yeah like i I, maybe it was kind of a perfect storm so we won't see it happen as quickly with the other leagues or whatever but you mean to tell me that the nfl wouldn't be okay with a you know billion in the teens injection into of of finances into their revenue stream yeah you know, and like, i'm not i'm not here to tell them they shouldn't be i mean like. yeah i mean it you know like you said we all kind of have to have a line but you know history has always indicated to us that those lines move depending on the price you know yes they do <laughs> so, <laughs> a million dollar man ted dibiase everybody's I'm, I'm, got a price I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and 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 prep myself for for this eventually becoming a, a much louder conversation probably after the finals and 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 well, I would imagine like if the... they if they are talking about expansion like you know I now expansion because it's expansion fees um that becomes a lot more selective but yeah like when when some team if some team becomes up for set like the Charlotte Hornets right if Michael Jordan is able to sell the Charlotte Hornets for double or triple what he actually should be able to sell it for he's taking that deal like he, he's taking that deal and the nba is gonna like well this is a really tough decision but welcome to our new partners you know like i said i, I joked on twitter because uh the pga tour sent out a memo out to the players and it had like a single sentence first graph and that's always a bad 
that's always bad news, right? Because mm. usually that sentence is, is either overselling the situation or trying really hard to pretend they're super sad about the situation. Yeah, we regret, we regret to inform yeah. you. Right, right. And so, and, and either way, though, what it, what it typically means is we uh, made a financial decision that helps us, but you're pretty much screwed. And, and that's like, you know, I obviously received a, a, a letter like that this, this year. And, and yeah, like that's, <laughs> that's, um, you know, you're how, the, how the stuff right. goes. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, you know, I would imagine a similar memo where the NBA is going to say today is a momentous occasion. We have always been very focused on the global sport of basketball and this here partnership with the, uh, you know, trust of, of, or the, the, I forget what terminology he actually uses, but this will uh, further expand the sport into a market we have not tapped quite yet. Blah, 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 blah. We are way richer now. (laughs) 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 Um, All right. Well, that is uh, going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. Thank you very much, Aaron, for hopping on uh, as you do every single week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in the way that you have every single week. Uh, we do have a bonus episode coming for you tomorrow by the time you guys are listening to this, or maybe later today, actually, by the time you guys are listening to this, in which I will be talking about some draft stuff that I haven't really touched to this point quite yet. Um, so you can look out for that as well. So until then, and until the next time I hear from you guys or you hear from us, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Arsul. This was the Lakers Lounge. Anything else that you wanted to, to talk about? No, it's good. Did you see the new Spider-Man? No, mm. it's white people stuff. I don't, even though. <laughs> what? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Not this one. No, I know that the characters are not always white, but just Spider-Man in general, and and those like that is those, legitimately news. All those, all, all to those me. movies, all those movies, that's white people stuff. What is it? Marvel? Is, is he Marvel or is he the other Marvel. one? Yeah, Marvel. All those, those are that's white people stuff. That is news to me. Even though, isn't isn't the uh, the isn't Spider Man? Is this one animated? Yeah, yeah. Is he he's, is he black again? Is it the black Spider Man again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's white people stuff. He's he's um, I think. Uh, why can't the Why can't the live action Spider Man? I think he's be Puerto black? Rican. I think he's, uh, they're I working think he's on it. Morales, right? Yeah. Miles Morales, Puerto Rican. I thought he was black. Well, he's like, he's black Puerto Rican. He's half black, half Puerto Rican. Oh, all right. That works. His mom is Puerto Rican and his dad is black. Having a, having a black Spider-Man cartoon is white people stuff. <laughs> no, just those those movies. I need in this general. explanation. I'm like, I'm just so those movies. Off in, right those, now. those movies in general. I don't. So I haven't seen any of Spider. But you like Star Wars, like, and that's like way whiter. No, it's not. What? Star Wars is not. No, no. These Dude, are comic. These are comic Burrigo books that got turned up into and movies. Like everybody's heads exploded. It was Wait, like what? a Chappelle skit. When what happened? When when uh, James Borrego or is it John, James or John? James or John? I've James, James, James Borrego. James Borrego is a basketball coach. He's the former <laughs> Charlotte Hornets head no coach. Way. No, <laughs> James Borrego is the Charlotte Hornets Hold head on. coach, <laughs> or was rather. Um. What's the? What oh, you're the, talking about you're talking about Finn. Finn, when he when 
when there was a a, a black stormtrooper and stormtrooper he, he looked like he was going to be the protagonist for the whole trilogy and there was a certain segment of boston celtics fans that did not did not uh enjoy the fact that there was a black protagonist yes in star yeah, wars who's the guy what was the what's the actor's name uh, john boyega to, yeah yeah okay <laughs> Not James. I was Reagan, that far off. One's an actor and one is an NBA coach. Yeah, but the names sound alike. They do. They do. Right. So but um Star Wars is no. you could tell me Star Wars is nerdier than than the Marvel movies. And I go you with are that. legitimately blowing my mind right now. Like I look, I'm I'm Mexican and half white, so this is not a culture that I am deeply esteemed in. But like this is I this is legitimately shocking. I mean I know anime, like on, on Twitter, like anime is a much bigger deal than either of these things, but, but, um, but yeah, this is surprising. Either. Yeah. But, but, uh, why, explain how I'm legitimately asking, explain how Star Wars, Star Wars is, is nerd people stuff. And I just happen to be one of those. Okay. But like, okay. But it's mostly white. Like most Star Wars, I would, I would go so far sure. as to say that like, 95% of Star Wars like base is white men. Maybe maybe oh. a little more. Or fewer. Like, like <laughs> a little, maybe more yeah, than 90%. Like 90 percent 90% of Star Wars, especially like hardcore viewer, is like is a white sure. nerdy man. Sure. I I don't how is that not no, white? Marvel's people white stuff? people. Marvel's white people stuff. I don't know. I just Marvel is white people stuff. <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen none of that. That's white people stuff, Marvel. So is white people stuff just like stuff with white people in it that you haven't seen? No. No. It's like <laughs> bungee jumping. Well, yes. Bungee jumping, that's white people stuff. Like camping. Call camping, definitely white people stuff. That's white people stuff. Yeah. Swimming in the ocean. It's I don't I don't say it in a negative way. It just is. That's what that's No, I is. that 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 I get. That I get. I just never I never grouped Marvel into that. Jumping out of airplanes, that's white people stuff. Going to the beach is white people stuff. I love the beach. I love swimming in the ocean. <laughs> Feels really good. No, that's white people stuff. I remember one time I was swimming it's, in there the There's gonna be a, stuff in there. That, like be sharks yeah, and stuff in I there. Was, I, don't I know. was swimming I was swimming one time in Laguna and the dolphins came close enough to where I put my head underwater and I could, I could actually hear them. That was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't go in the water, so one of my like one of my bucket list trips is actually you can go to like those fjords in um like Nor Norwegian fjords in in that portion of Europe and okay. um because like like really well known orca territory and you can actually um you do love you some orcas it's cage orca dive facts. with you can cage dive in that no. in that water. Why to to accomplish what? Huh? Why to accomplish what? It's like to, to see them stuff. in like I would, the, the all sharks of their too, like the shark, majesty. you know, go in the cages with no, the sharks. No, you don't really no, see as many stuff. sharks there. Um, no, not there specifically, but I, that's why I don't understand that the shark. Yeah, I don't. I don't really do. Cage. See the difference to me between orca cage diving or even orca orca free diving is that like there are no examples of orcas killing people in the wild, right? There's people like they're orcas. Yeah. And like those people got what they, I'm not going to say that, but like, um, but you know, the, 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 the ones that, uh, killed people in captivity, um, it just seems like they just snapped 
and you know you know terrible yeah. things happened but yeah. for whatever reason it's legitimately one of like the wonders of the world that the best hunter in all of the oceans has never hunted a human being in the wild it's so insane that is like we there is not another example of that in in the 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 world of animals right like the animal kingdom thank you um hiking that's white people stuff <laughs> friends and but the like, office so the reason i say like there's a difference there between like the orca cage or free diving and the shark cage or free diving is that sharks do like they there are plenty of examples of them taking down a human and right. even while you're in the while you're in the cage the, there have been examples of like Maybe breaking a cage trying open trying to get into the cage. There are no examples of that with orcas. They just kind of like swim. Then why by. do you need the cage? Hmm? Then why do you need the cage? Uh, cause I have a family. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't want I don't want to be number one. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like if it's so amazing and you know, so many orca facts, you should, if I didn't, you're the I'll, orca I'll this. if I didn't have kids, I would totally free dime with, with orcas. Totally. Mm -hmm. I would do the training necessary and stuff to be able to do it, but I would, mm -hmm. I would totally do that. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. Like there's all the videos like of like kayaking in the Pacific Northwest with, stuff. yeah, that I would totally do. Have an orca come up and mess around with the kayak and stuff. I'd be shitting myself. Flip it over. <laughs> they, they don't flip them Eat over. it with you in it. <laughs> nah, you go, you go, you go, you go ahead. I'll be easy though. You got it. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> mm. Friends, right. you probably watch Friends. <laughs> no, I never really got into Friends. I know you watch The Office. Do like The Office, yeah. although it got way worse after Did Steve Carell. I wouldn't know. Yeah, very nice man though. Have I told? But this they story? like the I thing with The Office. Very nice the, the thing with The Office is like it was aware of it being white people stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like it, it like poked fun at how bad white people are in non-white people settings it's really fun um do we have to talk about basketball can we just can you want to tell me more we orca just keep facts? doing keep doing this orca yeah. facts yeah yeah no. i mean I, we can we can talk about zion williamson if you want but <laughs> <laughs> we actually did you see that stuff yesterday now we can now we are talking about that he is the corniest and just so corny and no mm -hmm. game at all. And I don't mean on the court. He just never plays on the court. I mean, off the court. He has no game. How can yeah. Did I send you the, the video from Duke? Did I send it to you? Did we talk about this yesterday? I don't remember. Mm -mm. The video of him like, now look, it's, it's, it's also corny and clout chasing. This girl FaceTiming with him and recorded it while she mm -hmm. was FaceTiming him. So that's also corny and clout chasing and all of that. So don't do that. That's bad. But, but that's it, like what non NBA players do, right? Like, I'm not. I'm not saying that like clout chasers are redeemable in any real way, though, right? But like, a clout chaser being corny is inherent to the clout chaser. But that's a, true. A, a, a an, an NBA star, you know, at that time a Duke superstar, on his way to being the number one pick overall in the country, being corny. That's a little tougher to live was, with. Did you, have you seen this video? No. It's like, yeah, I'm sure you can find it on Twitter, but it's like, 
And look, I, I, my, I'm, one of my lessons that I, I stay out of everybody's relationship, so whatever, but you go to sleep first. No, you go to sleep Ugh. first. Why are you so beautiful? You are so, oh, it was so corny. No yeah. game at all. I mean, he was also, I don't know, whatever, 17 or 18. So some of us develop that later in life or sometimes not at all. But it was, it's just so, it's very cringy to use the word, the word of now. It, it was very yeah. cringe. And so yeah. then that, that popped into my mind when all this stuff yesterday came up. And, <laughs> and whatever, I don't even, I don't know what the woman's name is that uh, exposed him yesterday. But her her Twitter timeline was, was was quite the read. Yeah, that was man. That was what like I feel like the NBA as part of like rookie preparation, like going into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to teach these guys about NDAs. Like they, they need they need to they, they need to offer up that bit of like. They you do. <clears throat> What's that? They do. And he still didn't get it? No way. Oh, no. They tell the guys that they... The, the NBA does their best. I, I will say that's one thing that the league does very, very well. Mm. That they do their best to prepare... That's, that makes this even worse. To prepare rookies. There, there's a rookie symposium. And the NBA yeah. does its best to prepare guys for this sort of thing yeah um well just like nba life in general and all of a sudden know, financial a stuff and all kinds of yes all kinds yeah. of stuff and there i'm pretty sure there still is but there used to be um when i was with the blazers it probably still exists i just don't like have firsthand knowledge of it existing now is there was there's a number you can call if you go out and, and get drunk there's a number mm-hmm. you can call and two off-duty cops will come pick you up at the bar one will drive your car wherever and the other one you ride with them um which makes it just even so much worse that guys are getting DUIs. Still get it. Yeah. um but my point the point is the nba does a really good job of trying to prepare guys for all of these sorts of incidences yeah that's what that makes me like sometimes people have to learn for themselves though I guess, I guess, but like, it makes me, it, it makes me a little nervous for him. Like, that's just like, sometimes like really bad judgment leaks into other stuff, you know? And yeah, so this is, this is an interesting point because I've been talking to, um, I was watching, um, I watched the, uh, the game last night with, um, with some of our coaches and I had a, have a basketball man crush how much, uh, how often, how often were they saying like, God, if only AD, like there was a play where, where Bam like went into Jokic's chest and knocked him back and then went up with a floater. Did, how, how often was it just like, to be honest, to be honest, all of us are kind of like checked out on it, not checked yeah. out, but just like the season ended. So mm-hmm. it's like kind of painful to watch and not paying yeah, all that close attention. Totally same. <clears throat> so. How angry are um, they that like KCP and MPJ can't make jumpers now all of a sudden? I mean, there's frustration, but uh, anyway, so I have a basketball <laughs> man crush on um, MPJ and I have, because I thought when he was, when he was getting drafted, I, 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 I predicted that he would lead the league in scoring uh, at, mm-hmm. at some point during his career. I mean, he, he won't, 
leave playing with playing with Joker and, and Murray. He's just not going to mm-hmm. get, you know, not going to get the opportunity. But um, Pete said, I didn't watch with Pete, but coach Pete had said, because I, I told him this. Actually, I told him this on a on one of his podcasts years ago. Zayas? Yeah. Coach Pete? Yeah. Not not like an actual Lakers coach, but people call him Coach Pete, right? Hmm. Yeah, he coached never him people Coach call Pete. Him... Okay, Pete. <laughs> Fine. Um, he, I thought on you were breaking podcast... like some big news. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not a Lakers coach. And I didn't watch with him. You just reminded yeah. yesterday. You just reminded me because I was telling this. I was telling our coaches this that you reminded me that I have a basketball man crush on. And Pete was like laughing about that on the show one time. He, this was like three, four years ago, and uh, before he was working with the Lakers. And so I told him this. And he said, and I said, I think he's going to lead the league in scoring. And he said, and, you know, maybe be a superstar. And he said, no, because he's dumb. And if you are just dumb, like just plain dumb, yeah. you don't, you almost never turn into a superstar. Um, you can be a good player. And I don't mean basketball IQ because that's separate, but just like not very bright and not very bright human. They don't do well in the NBA generally. Mm-hmm. So it is, maybe that's the case with Zion. I'm not calling Zion dumb. I don't know, but to like your your some of your decision making your off court decision making can inform what type of player you can become and not just in the John Morant way where you're just going to be unavailable but yeah in the like mm, I don't like you may not be that bright yeah it, it's just like it's just you know life is about habits right like you know if you practice good judgment and choices. That tends to that 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 yeah, good judgment, good choices. That tends to like it, it's really rare that somebody will make good life choices and horrendous choices when it comes to like their their job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or like be like just be consistently stupid at their job if they are consistently not stupid with other aspects of their life. Like eventually you kind of like figure it out. Um, it is I, the, the state, the inverse of that I think can be kind of true where, where like if you are consistently making poor judgment or offering up poor judgment um, outside of your work, eventually that's going to leak into your work, you know, and like that, you know, certainly can. It, it, at some point it's you likely. need to practice yeah. good judgment you yeah, know at likely, some point yeah. like so, somewhere in there you got to pr- you know practice good judgment and um i kind of wonder like with the jaw stuff if they are a little nervous about your there if like like well let's talk about it on the show let's talk about it on the show ready oh we're still not doing the show great love it yeah ready yeah well, I mean, that'll be like, that'll be, yeah, of course, of course, it'll yeah. be a separate thing. Yeah. All right. Ready? Three, two, one.